Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes in Discussion. Today, I've got the pleasure of being joined by Yorkshire-based photographer, Lizzie Shepherd. Good evening, Lizzie. Good evening, Ewan. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, for those of you who, who don't know Lizzie's work, uh, Lizzie's based in, in the Dales. She runs, uh, does a lot of photography, professional photographer, um, runs various workshops, but also makes beautiful handmade books, albeit she doesn't sell them. So mm-hmm. this is actually the first episode I've recorded where I don't have the, the my guest's book, um, nor is there actually an opportunity to acquire said guest's book. So <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be something a wee bit different. But Lizzie, over the past 12 months, has been running various handmade um, book work bookmaking workshops online as well so I thought it'd be great to have a discussion about Lizzie's own work her approach to her handmade books as well and also how that's then converted over into teaching but before we get into talking about that I thought it'd be great for Lizzie if you could maybe give us an introduction to yourself and your photographic journey. Yep um, yes I'm a a full-time professional photographer I've been I I can't actually remember exactly how long I've been (laughs) full-time for must be I guess the best part of 10 years or so Um, like many I do a mixture of things so uh, I sell prints, um, I do workshops, I give talks, yep. uh, I write, I um, do a bit of commercial work, not as much as I used to, but a little bit here and there. Yep. Uh, and I guess I've always been keen on photography, it sort of came and went a bit, but um, I kind of chucked in my proper job quite a while back and started doing a little bit of photography on the side and then yep. gradually really started doing more and more. Yeah. And um, very much landscape uh, is my main thing, I would say. Yeah. Very good. You can't go far wrong with that. Yeah, I have to correct you on one thing you said earlier, though. I'm not oh, actually uh, right. based in the Dales. Yes. No. <laughs> sadly. Oh, I say sadly. I'm, I'm very happy where I am. Okay. Yes. That, it's a that... trap trip for me. Yeah. Ah, well, it's. I'll, I'll always get something wrong. But uh, yeah, obviously. Part, part of that and part of your work is you very much make handmade books for yourself. As I say, you, you don't sell them as uh, yet, um, but I know it's something that you've been doing for quite some time and it's all some, something you started teaching. So I'd be really interested to know what got you interested in making books for yourself personally. Right. Well, it was, um, it was about, gosh, six years ago now. And John Blakemore was running one of his courses um, yep. at the photo parlor in Nottingham. Yeah. And one of my friends posted about it. And I thought, wow, that sounds good. Um, yeah. As much as just, you know, the chance to spend time with John Blakemore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went on that and, um, you know, loved it. And I thought, great, must do more of this um, and roll on a couple of years. And <laughs> It's, always, it's always the case, yes. <laughs> yeah, it coincided with a, a time I was away a lot. Um, so, um, I then got into it again and made a couple. Yep. Another big gap. Um, <laughs> and then Alex, um, who I do my workshops with, he, uh, he started doing some courses too. And we thought it'd be a good thing to introduce. Yep. Uh, so, um, lockdown came, um, and it just seemed a good time. <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Yeah. We never really uh, had intended doing it online. No, I, I no, that's it. I've done a, I've done a couple of bookmaking workshops myself, needless to say, many years ago, and then a very, very long pause before you then actually do anything with them as well. But but it is it's very much a it's very much a hands-on 
experience. So it's 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 really quite fascinating to see that you've managed to so successfully transform them form them to an online experience for people because certainly my experiences of, of doing them, um, which I did with uh, Joe Wright down in Swindon, um, it is it's really part of being able to to work with the materials, which is what gives me a lot of pleasure and enjoyment from making yes. them as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always enjoyed making things, you know, right yep. from childhood. So, uh, you know, that side of it I was comfortable with. Um, I think um, there's sort of pros and cons. Obviously, it's nice to be there in person doing yep. it. And it's good yep. to then provide the materials, which obviously we've not been able to do. Yeah. But uh, Alex basically did a whole lot of step-by-step videos. Excellent. And I've done the documentation. So the good thing is if you've got that back to refer to yes yeah um but we also you know some of it we run through with people on the day so they kind of make it live so to speak yes yeah yeah well that's it. it's the best of both worlds and actually the ability to refer back to material is fascinating mm. because i know from doing them myself you come away thinking you've remembered every single step and then you yeah, get ha- you, you get you get halfway through a process and the the parts that terrify me are when when it in, involves cutting or gluing because at that yes. point that's that's when it can go horribly wrong until that yes. point you're generally safe <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you forget right that doesn't look as though it should do or what what was the next step so yeah the ability to have the online resources is great for participants because it's something they can refer back to over and over again yeah, certainly. I think people have found that really useful. And I know, you know, we took a few photos ourselves and stuff when we were doing the courses, but it's not the same as actually being able to, to yeah. watch it, I think. Yeah. And in terms of your, in terms of your own approach to the books and, and, to, and to your own photography books, what, what, um, what gets you started with a project? Is it, is it a body of work that you've been working on that you think, well, actually, this would look quite nice in, in a particular format and because obviously there's a number of different structures you can use Japanese Japanese stab, stab and stitch and then concertina which is very popular as well and just just interested to know your own personal approach for your own personal photo books how, how you kind of take it from the photography to the book phase well it varies and in fact when we decided you know that it'd be a good thing to try doing um, yeah. I actually had I thought, well, I better make one again. <laughs> Not having done one for another couple of years. Yes. So, um, well, obviously more than one, but I better start making some again. And I actually got a bunch of tulips just before lockdown. Yep. And I took some pictures with the idea of making a book. Good. So I made a very simple uh, concertina, which I can show yes. you there a little, with the tulips. Um, yep. very nice. With a quote by John Blakemore in it, funnily enough. Yeah. And um, which is, he's obviously the, the master of tulip photography. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I made that one and that was quite easy because I had a, a very tightly edited little sequence of yeah. um, pictures. Uh, but then I moved on to, to trying to do things with, um, you know, other photos. And what I do is I just tend to have ideas and dump them into collections. Yeah. And then f- look for things uh, to add into them. But the problem yeah. I have is uh, I'm not as good as I should be about keywording things in Lightroom so I know I've got things but finding them is another matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but I did one on the Atlantic which was um oh, lovely a wee bit longer yes and that is. one um I uh that took me ages actually <clears throat> just to uh to get the sequencing how I wanted it so uh yeah. I sat with that one for ages yeah um 
it's, it's I, I, I find I find making books is, is particularly therapeutic and it makes you look at your work very differently because all of a sudden you're not just looking for one image that stands by itself you're looking as you say you're looking for a sequence and a body of images mm-hmm. so so actually there's something quite nice about just printing out and I, I always like printing out just small contact sheets and just have them on a, on the on the board on the desk and they just sit there for weeks at a time generally speaking and it's interesting just to play around with them and move them around and yeah you get absolutely seated. I think having actual physical prints to work yeah. with <clears throat> excuse me definitely makes a difference uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you can shuffle things around in Lightroom or in other programs to a degree. Yeah. But it's not the same as looking. No, that, that, yeah, that's it. And as you say, they, they don't need to be, they don't need to be large prints. I generally make them maybe two or three inches square or something like that. But it's just enough that you can just sit with them and you can move them around every time you're walking past. And they, 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 you then get a better feel for how it's going to work. Whereas when you're looking on screen, it just, it just doesn't come across the same way. No. I think not. And when, and obviously, when you're when you're working, I suppose having now made books, you've you've kind of got a good idea of how the structure, <laughs> the physical structure of the book will work as well, which I think does help in terms of preparing and thinking about the images, how they might fit into a structure, be it whatever whatever type of binding you're going for. When your participants have been coming along to the workshops, have they been coming along with very set? processes are very set ideas in mind or are they coming along with very much open minds and hoping to just learn and maybe adapt the images that they've got for for the purpose we've really had 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 everything from you know one to the other to be honest um so you know there are some people who've come on specifically because they had an idea of a book they wanted to make yeah um other people come on because they thought it'd be a fun thing to do yeah and particularly at the start of lockdown i think people were were looking for some kind of uh project i don't know yeah just some kind of yeah inject of creativity something to to get them motivated again so it was really lovely to be able to kind of help in in some small way yeah yeah I, i think certainly from from a book perspective i think the influx of zines being produced at the start of lockdown last year they seem to just go on a sharp increase as people all of a sudden had a bit more time in their hands um, but again, I think that feeds back into into what you were talking about there, into, with uh, with participants wanting to have a creative output because they're obviously not able to go and shoot new new works. So actually, it's putting together some of the previous images that they've uh, they've taken into something that they can sit with on their bookshelf. Yes, also, although we also had quite a few people who had done you know like lockdown projects or lockdown yep. walks or whatever, so we had a lot of people who yeah who did books around that as well. Yeah. Uh, and and do you find that people are coming because they are wanting to create a one-off book or are they maybe looking for something that's more of a, a different output? Uh, we've had both. I mean, we've had some people who come on and, you know, it's just open floodgates and they made loads of books, which have been brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some have come on because, yes, they they just wanted to see their, you know, do something with their photographs, if yes, you like. Yeah. Uh, and then some have you know, come on, probably a bit like when I did the course for years ago, thought, yes, I must do more, and then found time, time ran out, so. Uh... Yeah, I, th- I think we've all been there. I think my first, my first experience, I think it was then about uh, 18 months before I probably did another experience, but uh, 
there's a there's a professional book binders in Glasgow where I've done a few follow up workshops. They're not photograph. They're not no. specific for photo photography, but what they do is the book binding, and it, it's really quite fascinating when you go along and you see all the facilities they've got. And um, there was one course I did which was making the boxes. The cases and thing and for, oh, yes, for, sto- yeah. for, for storing books and yeah. I they, they cut they kindly cut me to size the piece the bit the board that I needed to make another another box for a set of books I'd been doing and it took me three evenings to put it together they can make a box in 26 minutes wow did they have one of those massive guillotine things for cutting the board yeah it's all yeah yeah it's yeah. huge huge big yeah. huge big equipment the, these guys do a do binding for the for um, the national libraries and house of lords and solicitor law law society and stuff like that so the equipment they've got the presses they've got you can once you've glued something down they put it under their press and it's not it's not coming apart whereas when you do it at home you're leaving it to dry overnight so that you know it's actually dried and it's not going to fall fall to pieces in your hands yes yes the glue bit as you say is a bit um a bit nerve-wracking, although recently I've, I've started using double-sided tape for a few bits of it, which right. definitely, definitely eases the, uh, the pain. Yeah. yeah. And well, wait, so long wait. as you stick it right. Well, well, that's it. The, the, the problem is there's still the risk that you, uh, you get it done wrong, and at yeah. that point <clears throat> you're probably still in the same pickle that you would be if you were using normal glue, which uh, I think we've all been there the number of times I've cut something that's been too too small. If it's too big, it's fine. You can still cut it back, but when it ends up half a centimeter too too small it just doesn't look right um unfortunately so i suppose when it comes to when it comes to the the materials and and aspects of that how how do you get across on the online courses all the different materials and the different uh, i suppose the different paper types that people can be using or are you sticking to very much standard paper that everyone's got access to and just kind of explaining the pro the, the the options a bit of both. I mean, we give people quite a comprehensive kit list with all sorts of, um, you know, suggestions of, yeah. of, of, you know, places where they might they can choose either paper or material to cover it with. Yeah. Um, same as, uh, you know, we both did with John Blakemore. We, you know, the first book we did with watercolour paper and then stuck pictures in. Yes. Yeah. For the concertina and then move on to, you know, maybe using photo school papers to actually print. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, we find that people get quite addicted to buying the paper in particular. Certainly, I do. I have far more paper than I can ever, ever use, probably, at the rate I'm going anyway. Uh, yeah. But it is, it, it's, it is part of the fun. Well, that, that's it, particularly when you start looking at some of the Japanese papers yes. as well. That's, that's, it's just a, it's a money pit. Um, and it is. It's a very expensive money pit and all of a sudden you begin to end up with papers that you look really, really nice, but you're too scared to use them in any book. So you just you just gather a collection of paper as well. Yeah, I've got quite a few um, that are, are very, uh, very smart. I did actually use one of them on the um, on the inside the other day, one of my handmade marble oh, ones. Oh, lovely. Very nice. From Is it Gemma, Gemma Marbling or something? I can't remember that. Yeah. Um, but but very posh handmade one which is rather lovely yeah and what what's your personal favorite type of photo of handmade book to in terms of the binding style do you prefer concertinas uh, or yeah i would say definitely i prefer i would say concertina i've started doing a few uh kind of lay flat books which this is which is you know yes. like the concertina one that's yeah that's uh joined at, at, at the edges um 
Yes. I think I enjoy the concertina probably the most because uh, that's my lock on, which was the first one I did after the course because of oh, that yeah. ability to um, to interact. Yes. Yeah. With all of it at once, or little sections, yeah. or, or one page at a time. Yeah, yeah, you can you can have it laid out so it's the full length and yeah. you can see the sequence from start to finish. Or yeah, you, as you say, you can be looking at a set of two or three images at a time, yeah. which gives you a different experience. And I think also they suit being quite small. Yeah, and the, which makes them quite tactile in a way. Yeah, well, that yeah, that was another that was another question I wanted to wanted to ask about is how how do you view photo books? Do you, do you view them as like practical objects or are you viewing them as a artifacts and pieces of art in themselves? Because for me, I think particularly the handmade books, they very much become artifacts in themselves. I would say both. But what I would say is I think I only would feel that, you know, I'd like to go so far. I think it's something Alex and I both feel is that we love we love them as a means to, to show photography um, and we enjoy the craft of it. But I think I couldn't imagine myself doing something that was more about the structure of the book. Yes, than, absolutely. Than what was inside. If yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, th I think there's, yeah, it becomes, it becomes a different animal altogether. I think at that point when, when, when it's about the book, as opposed to actually about the work that's inside and really you want the book, and the, the design and the, the way the book's been constructed to complement um, complement the work that's inside. Yeah, and I think obviously a bit depends on the style of the work you're putting yeah. inside. So, uh, you know, one person's photography may suit uh, particular style. Other, other types. Yeah. And in terms of uh, in terms of going forward, I, I know the concertina ones very much suit a small small size format is that what you generally prefer to work with yourself as well or or have you tried something that's a bigger style I have yeah a, i have a concertina book here there is it please. i have a concertina book here that's probably about a3 size wow gosh it's very it's and it's double it's been printed double-sided as well you could probably wrap it around your room um, but it's wow. quite interesting because at this stage it becomes really quite hard to yeah to handle. So you really do have to lay it down on on a nice on quite yeah. a sizable desk actually, which kind of takes away from the, the 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 tactile element that you'd get when it's a when it's more of a handmade book that you can control the size a, a lot better as well. Yeah, and I'd have thought quite hard to kind of make the most of the format when it's yeah quite that big. I made quite a large one, my first one actually, on the uh, John Blakemore course, probably nearly A4. Uh, and that's big enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think beyond that, it can become quite uh, quite hard and quite wieldy to have to 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 manage in your hand. And I, I quite certainly when I'm looking at uh, this this big book, um I'm very conscious and quite nervous about creasing any of the pages mm, or getting yeah. any damage to the pages I know, and <laughs> I know exactly and because once it's happened there's there's kind of no real going back on it um, and I'm just really interested to touch more upon the sequencing and, and how and how you discuss and how you deal with sequencing with the people in the class because I think it's always such a, a really interesting aspect of it when you're looking at your own work yeah. and you've got to look at it in a in a very objective and a different way because as I've as I've discussed with other people in the past, what might be your favourite image mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it should be in the sequence. 
quite often or not, it doesn't add or complement or yeah. improve. And in fact, sometimes it can detract from it. So I'm interested to know how, how you deal with that and how students, I'll call them students, how students respond to, to the discussions and whether any of you say, oh, I like that image and I really want it to be in. Yeah, oh no, we def that, you definitely get that because it's, it's very hard to let go of, uh, yeah. of one sometimes. Often though, in the end, you know, people do if, if, if they really need to. Um, yeah. We, um, I mean, what we do is for the, the one that we do sequencing in, which is really the first, the first course, the concertina one, we, uh, we actually talk about and show examples of sequencing on the yes. first morning and then we come back the next morning and overnight everyone sends pictures in. Yeah, uh, and sometimes they, based on that session, they change what they were going to send in, and then it's very much open to the group, uh, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah, it's I really always, nice to yeah. hear what everyone says. Well, that's yeah, that, that for me when I've when I've done it, I've always been really interested to hear what the other participants' views are on my work because they see. The see sequences and the see, see patterns in the work between images that you don't see yourself and it, yeah, it can absolutely it, it, they're coming out with a totally fresh pair of eyes with no emotional connection to the work whatsoever and for me that's always a real important part to take away when you when you've got the ability and you're you're doing something with four five six other people to actually get six people's input into your work in terms of in terms of how they view it and how how it can be bettered as well yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great because you do get some completely, um, you know, opposing views and people will, you know, remember yeah. the other week somebody came up with an idea, I think they suggested rotating something and it was a picture that could be rotated and it just yeah. made such a difference. Yeah. And suddenly a picture we didn't feel fitted in the sequence did. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite fascinating to see, and it's uh, and but I think also as when someone's reviewing your images, you've also got to have very much an open mind and not take it personally because it, it really is just someone else's opinion in terms of what, what they see. Whereas I think some people can maybe feel, oh, I don't like you talking about my images and in that sort of way. And it, it does take a wee bit of time to adjust to, well, actually they're just trying to help you and they're just sh sharing with what, with what they see. Yeah. I think, uh, I think having it in, in that sort of group discussion by then you've all spent a bit of time together as well. Um, yes. I think that yeah. that really helps everyone. Everyone seems to be pretty comfortable with it, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I remember when I did the workshop with Joe Wright. It was over a couple of days, and we did when we did the first when we did sequencing on the first day. For the second day, we were then to go away and look at your images for this for the second day. And it's amazing how after just that short discussion on the day one, all of a sudden you're beginning to look at your images in a very much in a very different way and it's not a case of looking for one or two images that stand out and you go wow it's looking at right how does how does the whole body of work work from start to finish which i think is a great way to look at look at your work and i think it's a great way for people to look at and learn from their own work as well yeah definitely although i'd also you know believe there isn't just often there's not you know there's not one right sequence Correct. so yeah. uh yeah you know at the end of the day i think it has to be up to the the owner to yeah to make that final decision uh, certainly when you're making something for yourself absolutely well, maybe you, different you, if you're publishing it yeah yeah well yeah possibly but at the same time there's there's maybe there's I think for anyone with their own work there'll be reasons why they want certain images to sit together and yeah 
it, it could be just because that was the the time in which they were short, the order in which they were shot, or there's a there's a special connection. Um, but it, it's great to see just how everyone interprets uh, interprets work differently, and I think that's what keeps it nice and fresh and fascinating as well. Definitely, and um, I mean we've been really lucky as well in in terms we've had such a sort of breadth and depth of photographers joining us. Uh, yeah. Also, people you know from abroad have been able to join the course as well. Yeah. So it's been really nice to have that variety. Yeah, I know you. I think I read on your website that you've now got a couple of different, a couple of new classes that are kind of a natural progression from the. Yeah, things. that's right. So we 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 moved on to doing a Japanese stand binding one, but also uh, helping people to create templates in Lightroom for. Yeah, printing. For doing the the. Um, more the concertinas, but to a degree, the Japanese ones as well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Lightroom isn't designed for that, but, you know, if you don't want to buy Affinity Publisher or InDesign or whatever, it's a good option. Yeah. It can do most things. Um, so uh, we look at that and then we've done a third one now, which is kind of bringing everything together cool. and mm-hmm. trying a few other book formats and yeah, just trying to get everyone to come up with their own idea. Yeah. So, so, really sounds, good fun. yeah it sounds like a real natural progression from from the, the first concert, first workshop onto the second and then onto the third as well as, as you just can develop and pick up your new skills yeah absolutely and I mean we did a you know I, to prepare for it we tried to do versus so yes. I did uh, a that. double concertina book all with soft covers so that's got a yeah slipcase um and a kind of fold-out cover Oh, lovely, very then nice. Yeah. Two concertinas inside it. Um, yeah. It's a sort of deconstructed puddle. So, uh, <laughs> icy puddle. <laughs> but, it, but, uh, it, but it's great once you begin to think about it, your imagination can really run wild with all the different formats and different structures and the way things can open and, and, reveal, yeah. and reveal different uh, concertinas going left, going right, up and down, et cetera, et cetera, and fold out pages as well. Yeah, somebody did a lovely one actually after doing this course. They did one with uh, an old uh, peeling door they photographed, and they had the the whole door kind of folding out, and then bits of it oh, inside, yeah. which is really good. Very nice, and 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 I think that's the great thing. Once you've once you've made one, once you've made a book or a couple of books, and you begin to understand how the structure works and what's actually feasible, you, I, th- I think. You do big. You maybe take a slightly different approach when you're photographing if you've got a particular project in mm. mind because you, you potentially understand. It's like I'm sure once you once your once your student customer client understood how the how potentially the, how the option to have two opening uh, covers all of a sudden if you if you're wanting to shoot something such as the doors it's a natural thing to to have opening that uh, you may not necessarily have contemplated beforehand. Yeah, and we've also, you know, had a lot of people saying that they're now going out photographing with with making a series in mind, which is, uh, you know, really nice to hear. Uh, yeah, in a real I, lift. Well, that, that that's it. I think I think people do when because for me the handmade books are great because they don't need to be sixty eighty images long. In fact, yeah. you couldn't have a handmade <laughs> book that was that. But they can be as little as seven, eight, nine images, and they can still work so well. So it's not yeah. something. It's not something you need to be shooting for three or four years before you've actually got a body of work that you can just sequencing for yourself, print out, and and bind it together in whatever format you want to use. Yeah, and I think that's one of the beauties of them that you really yeah. can adapt them to do so many things. Uh, you know, some people have done them for, you know, family photos as well. Yeah. I mean, all sorts. Yeah. 
and I, I'm, I do like the stab and stitch style as well, similar from the fact that uh, if I then get some better images, I can always just undo the stitching, change, yes. change, change, change the structure around and, and stitch it back up again, which, yeah, which, the, is, which is quite nice to do. I, wouldn't, I did one really complicated one. I'm not sure I have the will to do it again. Yeah. Um, no. And uh, I might not. And I actually had to knot that halfway around because the thread was so long and it still wasn't long enough. Yeah, I, my my um, my stabbing my the patterns I use are far far simpler than the, than that complex one I can tell you because yes as you say you don't realize how long a piece of thread you actually need to do something quite complex. No, for the for the more simple ones it's easy enough to you know yes. work it out, but that I'm, I've no idea. Uh, and I think if it had been long enough, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. <laughs> Or you'd still be there stitching and winding it through, but but it's all part of it. And for for me, for me, handmade books, it's it's been a it's it's the it's the joy and the pleasure of making something, and I I find it incredibly therapeutic because I can do it over the course of a whole week, just picking up half an hour in an evening, first part, sticking something down, waiting it to glue and set overnight, and then just build up. Yes, bit by bit, it's not something I find or I want to rush through in one in one go, actually. No, I do sometimes find if I get started on something, if I, I can get quite impatient to finish it occasionally, but it, it varies. Uh, but uh, thinking about what you're saying, actually, I mean, this is one I did, which was literally just one one picture, but folded out yes. of this tree panorama. So you can make a book with only one. And I got that idea from a, a little uh, book I bought off an artist who'd done a beautiful uh, painting with... Uh, uh, trees I saw it on Instagram she was selling them so I bought one and uh, I thought try and do something similar with a photo yeah it's, it's amazing once once you begin to work on it how the ideas can just flow and all of a sudden you're, you're maybe out shooting something and you think yeah this would actually work really nicely in in whatever format or structure that uh, that that suits the image and suits the work yeah definitely uh and uh you know as I said, you know, I think everyone's got things in the catalogue. Absolutely. They can yeah. use from the past as well. It's, it's just finding them uh, yeah. and spending time to to live with, you know, what you want to put into the yeah. book. And do you think, do you think going forward, you'll run these classes in person once, uh, once we're allowed to? Or, or, do you, <laughs> or do you feel that they, they work quite well online? Because I suppose from it being online, it maybe allows a, a far wider and far reaching body of a group of people to participate in these things. Well, I mean, I have to say one thing. We would love to see all these um, books that everyone's made. And um, we did manage yeah. to get to Harrison Lewis last year for our workshop. So lovely. Um, one or two of them were there. So we did see those. But yeah, I, I, um, I mean, originally the plan was to incorporate it really probably as part of a, workshop, a wider yeah. workshop. So mm. I would hope one yeah. day we will. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I can't imagine you not because, as I say, I think people are really now enjoying publishing. I think people are beginning to buy more books. I think people enjoy buying more books, um, but they're probably a bit more selective over what books they buy. Certainly over the last 12 months, I would say I've seen a lot more people publish and self-publish um, and maybe make small handmade editions as well, which yeah. is quite a nice thing to do. Paul Gotts and John Ash, they obviously did recently the a new beginnings book with the six photographers okay and, yes and and as part of that i think john's made or no paul has made four hand 
four hand oh, right. as well. Nice. So yeah, as, nice as well idea. as that's it. So as well as ordering, yeah. as well as having the standard edition, I think it's quite nice that people can begin to incorporate maybe a, a handmade edition into it as well, or or something that's maybe a, a mix of both. And um, I think maybe going forward, I think maybe hopefully we'll maybe see a bit more of that because I think again it allows for people who want something that's maybe a bit more a bit more of a tactile element tactile mm. experience um as opposed to just the as opposed to just a standard self-published printed version yeah definitely and i, I mean i know i bet that'll be great great because i know paul uh, yeah he, he, he does a beautiful job uh, yeah. he was actually on the joe wright uh stab binding course i did a few years ago uh, and yeah. uh, i know a friend of mine's got one of his books and said what a what a work of art it was so uh yeah, there's a, there's a there's a number of people who make some beautiful handmade books. Yes, um, yes, yes, I can <laughs> I think of a few. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And but it's I always I always find it enjoy and enjoy such an enjoyful and inspiring process to see what people are producing because you begin to get ideas in terms of in terms of what likes of Shona Marianthe, obviously mm. yourself as well when when you're sharing some of the work that you've been doing and Paul. Um, it's great just to see what the artistic community is up to and it, it's such a the only dangerous thing is to ask what paper types people are using because you, you'll as, as we've discussed already you'll then get some very very expensive Japanese paper that you wish you'd never known about yeah well that that one actually that tiny one that's um <clears throat> that's one of the Japanese the sort of metal yes um I can't think what the, the, they're called but it's um it's, it's it's relatively i think it was about 10 quid for a not that huge sheet <laughs> so quite expensive yeah but it's actually i mean it's lovely paper but it's really tricky to work with it's very slippery i found uh so yeah. when you glue it uh it's uh it takes a bit of doing but i just love the i love the fibers and the, the yeah. sort of metallic look of it yep. it's probably just as well it's a small book that you're talking about there because uh, as you say 10 pounds for a relatively small sheet if you start doing something that's a little bit bigger becomes uh, somewhat expensive particularly when you make a couple of mistakes and you're and you're you're very quickly onto your third or fourth sheet of the stuff <laughs> yes absolutely uh, i've i've so far not not made you know i haven't made big runs of any book obviously i've, I've made you know maybe a couple where I've, yeah I've, I've done another one and given it as a present or something but generally speaking yeah. uh, and do you think you ever uh, produce your own book, be it self-published, handmade, or? I'd definitely like to do uh, hand some handmade ones yes. um, in due course once I'm a bit less busy. Uh, yeah. I mean, talking of books, you you may or may not know, I've been working on for sort of about feels like about a hundred years <laughs> um, a photo view uh, book on yes. the Yorkshire Dales. Um, yeah. <laughs> and originally there were two of us on it, and it's now just me, and uh, it's. Uh, it's it's taking a while but i need to you know wrap that up really before i even think about yep. anything else um but no i would like to try doing a few handmade books yeah uh, small runs yeah small runs for sales one or two people have um have asked beyond that i've got no plans at the moment i don't feel even close to being ready to doing a kind of full-on bigger book, book myself yeah. um of, of that sort uh whether i ever will i don't know but oh, <laughs> time will it. tell but yeah but that that's even 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 if you never do the the beauty of having your own handmade books is just a wonderful thing that you really can't yeah, replicate absolutely. that's it so talking about books um i'm always interested to to know what other what books inspire others so i'm really quite interested to know uh, some of your favorite photo books on your own bookshelf yeah okay well uh 
I could mention quite a few. I mean, I'm not a prolific collector. I'm certainly not even vaguely in your league. Uh, but uh, I know many have already mentioned the, the Paul Wakefield books. I won't mention that, but it is a favourite. Uh, but uh, he, he, he is regularly mentioned, yes. Yeah, it is. It is lovely. And I actually have found it fascinating after your talk with him, looking at the... Uh, the sequencing, you know, at the back, looking at how it all runs together was really nice, I thought. Yes. Uh, one of my absolute favourites, um, and I don't know, do you have the Yozel Namkung? It's a massive thing. No. The retrospective? No. No, that is just the most gorgeous book. It Beautiful. is massive, as you can see. Yeah. Um, a few of us got one from the States a few years ago. Uh, he died. I think he died just before he got it. I forget. He was Korean. Right. Um, and it was published by Dick Busher, um, who was a good friend of his and still photographing. Uh, he's on Facebook as well. If uh, And he was uh, doing a good deal on these on Facebook. Um, but it is just the most gorgeous book, but it is massive. Um, yeah. And you mentioned about things kinking. Uh, and you have to be so careful with the book this size. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, the... Uh, Print quality is just. I'll see if I can open a spread just to oh, sort of yeah, show beautiful. you. Beautiful. Well, wow, that mean, looks just, lovely. It's just gorgeous. It is yeah. a work of art, but it's 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 a bit bit of a hard one to to um, manage. Hold up. Another book which you may or may not have, um, except I believe it costs about a million dollars now. Is the this one? Um, the I forgot. A sacred wood. I had a complete blank. What it was called? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have a job pronouncing his name, but by Bien Yu, I don't know. Again, Korean, bizarrely. Um, but that was a book I got ages ago, uh, and oh, then wait. suddenly it went out of print, and kind of a couple of noughts got added to the cost of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's just loads and loads of pictures of these wonderful uh, pine woods in in uh, yeah, really South nice. Korea. Uh, yep. which I went to, um, never caught them looking like that. And even if they had, I don't think I'd have got anything half as beautiful, but uh, yeah, interesting those... to see there's a few double spreads yes, in yep. the book, but, but they seem to work well. Yeah, I think yeah, I think double spreads, if they're done, if they're, if they're with the correct image, they can look really, really nice. Unfortunately, sometimes you, you see them where the key part of the image is right in the gutter, and it's, uh, it's, it's a bit unfortunate when that yeah. happens. I mean, that one seems to open out quite flat, I think, which helps. Yeah. Uh, yes. And it's interesting because the subject matter, I mean, it is just lots of pictures of these give or take, you know, pine woods, basically. So in a sense, it's it's quite repetitive, but it's not you could just look at it for hours. And yeah, I mean, my husband loves it. He's not a photographer. I mean, he's, you know, he he he, he enjoys taking photos, but he's very much not a photographer. And he's always loved that book as well. Yeah, beautiful. Very nice. Um, another one to mention, which I'm fully blaming you for but it's a good sort of blame uh and i don't know like you i know why you couldn't choose choose but the jeffrey conley books uh, yes, uh, yeah, which are them. just stunning and i mean the trouble is when you get books like those they are just so beautifully produced that you know it's, it, it, it would be hard to get many things quite that nice i would think you may tell me otherwise but uh and no. if i did i'd probably be bankrupt as well no but I, <laughs> no I, I would i would tend to agree that jeff conley's two books are Beautifully printed, beautifully produced, in, yeah. in, in, in every and the work aspect. Is wonderful yeah. as well, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, yes. But I think uh, you know, 
I, I had said, right, I'm not buying any more books um, for a while because I need to spend time with ones I've got. And then you uh, posted that uh, thing about it and I got to, I, <laughs> and then I saw, well, I actually might not be able to get them soon. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not easy. They're not easy books to find. But just to say that sequence, yeah. the last one in winter just blew me away. I yeah. loved it. They're Never think of that. Yeah, the, the, some of the some of the combinations he's got on the on on images facing each other just again just works really really well, um, and just there's really press. I, th I think generally speaking, when you're ordering a book from them, you know it's going to be very well printed, published, produced. Yeah, and, and those ones those ones really are particularly when it comes to the black and white photography. I think they just do a, they just do a cracking job. No, they're it. lovely, and 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 you know the. Um... The second one, I've got a blank um, of its name. Um, his second book, Reverence. Reverence. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that I love. I love the paper that's on the slightly more um, kind of uh, almost slightly watery color, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But equally, that one is is gorgeous too. Um, it's it's almost like the plates are actually there. Yeah, it, it's so, I, I, as I said to you when you were asking about them, which one would you pick? I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to pick either of them. Um, no, well, I, luckily I, I had a big anniversary coming up and a, a nice husband, so that <laughs> sorted I, that problem I, out. I, absolutely, <laughs> yep. So, but yeah, no, two great books. Uh, and then one final one, I guess I would mention, uh, which I, I, I do recall you got recently because you got it for an absolute bargain. Yes, I the, did indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> the John Blakemore Inscape, uh, which yeah. is, is gorgeous. Uh, as you've gathered, I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan of John's. And uh, again, that the quality of the actual prints inside is, is superb. I mean, they are almost photographic. Yeah, I, I think when, when people get the when the people get the quality right, it really can make such a big difference to to the work that's represented <coughs> particularly from film photographers as well it really, the detail really just comes across mm, definitely I mean I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to own one of his uh, I can't remember what he calls them bargain box prints where you know sometimes he yes. sells off his little yes, um, I, sort of test and contact prints and whatever yeah. and I've, I've got one of those it's just a thing of beauty I mean the tones are just outrageous yeah it's, it's really quite incredible when you see when you see the masters at work as they say Yes. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, I've got all sorts of uh, different books that I really enjoy. I d generally speaking, I think I, I, I either like books to be a, a really lovely, beautifully produced uh, coffee table type of book or else, you know, maybe something. I mean, it may happen to be that as well, but something that perhaps I can I'm obviously can learn from looking through any book. But I mean, something like, for example, I got William Neal's uh, yes. book with his essays. Yeah, because I thought that would just be nice to take my time reading through those as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a thing. There's I've seen a few books that have come out with a bit of text as well, and I think it, it just gives a different experience and makes you realise that it doesn't need to be full of images one after another after another. Yeah, um, I mean, I think both both are love. They they serve different yeah. purposes, don't they? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, you know, those are the sort of. I'm not. I have to say, I know they're very popular. I'm not personally a big fan of the zine type of book because I just. I have bought a few in the past, you know, people whose worked I like or to be yep. supportive or whatever. And, you know, the, while the work inside is beautiful, I just, I don't find them a satisfying format yes. to, yep. to look through myself. Um, yeah. But, you know, I know I'm, I'm probably in a bit of a minority there, but uh, I, I, I just I, yeah. like I think, those. I, th I think they've all got their place. I think it's, it's 
when certainly when I'm buying the zine type format compared to buying the big hardback book format, I'm very much aware that it's a, it's a different experience and you take away different thoughts about it and different memories about the book and okay you'll always remember the work but yeah as you talk about Jeff Connolly's books you can really remember and you can appreciate the attention to detail mm-hmm. that goes into just the paper choice and how it's been printed and the simplicity of the layout etc um, and yeah those are it's just a wonderful experience to be able to sit down as you say with something that's a big hardback coffee table type book and really just enjoy the work. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess it's like everything. It's, you know, time, time is always seems to be limited. So it's, it's just kind yeah. of going for, going for those options that I feel like at, at this stage now are going to give me the most absolutely. pleasure or, or learning or, or whatever it may be. Absolutely. It's the only way we can do it. Otherwise, yeah, you would you would never get anywhere because you'd just be surrounded by books and you wouldn't actually you don't actually have time to sit and enjoy them. So well, it's part well, ha- it's part, it's part, yeah, it's, 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 it's part, <laughs> looking it's, at your bookcase. It's partly why they sit behind me because. I sit here quite regularly working either before I start work or after work. So actually they're really within reach and I know pretty much where all the books are. So actually I've got a nice big sofa just over there as well. Um, so actually having them really close by, I find myself reaching over and I'll pick them out if I'm working on images and stuff like that. Obviously when I set up Biblioscapes, I the pleasure of having to record all the books so actually at that point I looked through every single book I had and it was quite incredible going back thinking my goodness I've because at that point you're 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 really looking through every single image and it was really fascinating to see books that maybe picked up a couple of years ago and just think all right okay so you're maybe working on work similar sort of thing or similar ideas and they just give a bit more inspiration again and you and yeah it's just a real a real pleasure to do it but um no, I make a point. I enjoy books. I don't like digital, don't have a Kindle or anything like that. Even every novel I read, it's all paper because I just like the feel of paper. And um, it just there's just something nice sitting down with something that's tactile. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with digital for certain things, but uh, yeah, yeah. generally speaking for books, I do prefer to read, you know, when I'm reading a book, to read a physical yeah. book newspapers maybe not but yeah 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 i don't i don't mind having i don't mind having the digital news news but yeah if i'm reading a book or or something like that then there's definitely enjoyment from having something uh, physical that i can feel the paper and feel the time and effort that's been spent considering these aspects just as you just as you spend the time considering them when you're making your own handmade book as well in terms of how the how different paper types once people get into using photo speed papers or whatever papers they're using how, how they react differently to the images and how well they might work in a concertina if it's a big heavy book and it's for strength and everything like that as well yeah absolutely yes and yeah for the folding as well it's uh, it makes such a difference i've got one of those creaser things but um yeah you know, if you're doing bone folding in particular you know you really want something that will respond Yes, yeah, having a creaser will certainly make a big difference to your to, to your job. There's no doubt about that at all. Yeah, it's uh, although uh, it's you're kind of working blind a bit, so you've got to be very careful with your measurements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's all it's all the attention to detail, and it's it's when things can go badly wrong, they go wrong in bookmaking. Yes. But uh, but you learn. That's the thing, and it? it's it's all it's all good it's all good fun that's the, that's the way i look at it it's it's just a great thing great thing to experience and it's great when you get it right and you can sit down with your own work yeah no absolutely i mean and and you know just lovely to see other people you know getting involved you know doing it and seeing also particularly people who've not seen their 
their work printed before. That's something I didn't mention earlier. We had a few people who, who had never seen their work in print before. Right. And I, I, where that was the case, you know, I did the prints for them. For them. Um, Sent them out. But um, yeah, and because I've got a sort of printing service, so I don't use it a lot. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, people get such a, a thrill from seeing their work in print. It's really lovely. It must have been it must have been quite an experience for them if if they've never seen the work printed out before. Yeah. To obviously, to obviously see their work and then be making it into a book. What a fantastic yeah. experience! Yeah, and all, you also because I always print on matte paper. Basically, uh, yep. you know, I guess even you know if you, you're kind of probably used to seeing you know maybe you had some family holidays pictures in the past or yes. something and they'll have been on glossy paper almost certainly or all yes. standard kind of yep. photo paper so i think there's something about the, the matte papers just a very yep. tactile and just elevated yeah. in a way well that's it yeah just the texture of even just feeling the paper is it's yeah. lovely very good well on that note lizzie i'd just like to say thank you very much for your time this evening it's really been a pleasure to finally chat to you know we've been yeah, trying to arrange this likewise. for a while and yeah it's lovely to lovely to speak to you about your handmade books and the workshops you've been running it's it's really fascinating something i i'm i'm really interested in as well and i must at some point when i find some time uh, make some more books myself but as you yes, say time <laughs> yeah t- time time is the problem i've, I've got no. i've actually got a few sets of contact sheets that i have printed out and they've been sitting there for a few months not really changed in order very much i have to say but uh, and some of them are like uh, paper clipped into some very flimsy paper structures so yeah it's, it's a slow burning process but i'll get there no it'll probably be absolutely perfect when you spend that long over it so. <laughs> well I, 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 I don't know I, I wouldn't necessarily say that in fact I'll guarantee it won't be perfect there'll be something that I'll think mm, I don't like that wee corner how it's been folded but uh, by that oh, yeah, point well, that's by that point it's guaranteed. too late yeah <laughs> it's always the way I'm afraid that's it yeah and if you hand it to anyone else they're not they're totally oblivious to what you're what you're actually talking about that's no the, and as as a few people have said to me including you know ones who I consider you you know very much master craftsman you know it is yeah. meant to be handmade so you you kind of absolutely. <laughs> expect something that's it absolutely that's a very very good point so uh, so on that note i'd just like to say thank you very much lizzie it's a pleasure a pleasure too good to speak Cheers. to you